When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen, this is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everybody, this is Never Seen It. This is the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies they've never seen before. Today on here, having never seen the movie old, is me, Kyle Ayers. Uh, I jump back in the writing ring. I have never seen the movie old, but I rewrote it, and we read my script. Uh, you know old, this M. Night Shyamalan movie that is out, just came out, I think it just came out. Had some fun with it. I like M. Night Shyamalan. I hope everyone enjoys the script. I think it's fun. Uh, Rebecca Steinberg and Todd Sklar join me once again. Always a wonderful time there as well. Please enjoy the script. Please enjoy the episode. A lot of rambly fun, M. Night talk and 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 all that sort of stuff. And it's a long script. Too long. But that's okay. I mean, anyways, I had a good time. I've never seen old. I rewrote it. And uh, we read my script. Please enjoy the script. And please find me on Instagram and Twitter at Kyle Ayers. Follow me on there. Got some road dates coming up pending the con- safety existing. It's the easiest way to put that. Uh, but find me on there. Um, we're also on Discord. The show is, if you like Discord, message board to hang out with people who like the show as well. Fart.kyleayers.com. I got some merch at kyleayers.com. Find me online. All that sort of stuff. Thank you for listening. Please enjoy Kyle Ayers, who's me. It sounds weird to say has never seen old uh, but I rewrote it. Enjoy the script. Thank you. I struggled a lot writing this. I, I don't know if any... I have felt such a insane amount of anxiety that my creativity has gone out the window as a whole. Interesting. I, I, The only reason I say this is because I feel like it relates to M. Night Shyamalan, who seems to have had a similar thing happen to him over the last 19 years. And <laughs> uh, No, I don't want to say that. Some of his movies are good. But, no, um, we love him. We love him. I do love him. I've and only I, seen like two or three of his movies. I have to admit, I've only seen a few, including yeah, this mean, one. You, really? Yeah, so Rebecca did see this yesterday. I nice. went to see it last night. We scheduled this recording, and then I was like, oh, "I'm going to see old." This tonight. is the first time I think this has ever happened in like the history <laughs> awesome. of the podcast. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I think that there's something so fascinating about old to me because it is first. It has almost become a meme due to maybe the lockdown. I don't know. There's some combination of like M. Night Shyamalan, the title being ridiculous, yeah. the trailer being ridiculous, and yeah. everyone not being able to leave their house that has sort of like made this. It's just called old. 
It is. Um, they they didn't they could the thing is and everybody knows this with movies you can only spend forty five seconds on the title that's like a, a rule <laughs> might even be a law so I mean you can't fault them for that right you then imagine the, the guy uh, so the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford that was sure that was draft one wasn't it he really got that in <laughs> right at the end of the forty five seconds and everyone's like well I guess we gotta go with that in particular um, yeah. Gotta I mean, it. I will say Gotta having having, se- having seen the yeah having seen the movie, I will say um, I can't come up with a better title than that. <laughs> That's it. Touche. It is Touché. what it is. Oh, I really like that. He nailed it. I would let's let's do the script uh, and we'll do it first, and <laughs> we'll talk about everything because we yeah, usually we do the script so late it. that I forget. Um, um, I have to give a shout out to people on uh, the Never Seen It Discord who inspired the names of all the characters in this when I was having a tough time coming up with the people names. And I just rolled in and nice. started naming them after people. Cute. Um, if you want to join the Discord, fart.kylairs.com. That's where we're at, <laughs> uh, is the redirect link. But this is old. I've never seen it. I like M. Night Shyamalan. I know he is kind of a meme dude. I even like really like him. He yeah. seems like so genuinely kind of not as ridiculously pretentious as you think he might be. He seems normal. He seems Super kind normal. of funny. Yeah. He has weird Halloween parties. Uh-huh. He, cool. he just sort of seems like a nerd. He's just a sweet dude. Yeah, yeah. he seems like a sweet dude. You, you, yeah. you would expect someone whose name is so synonymous with twists and like you would expect like a Hitchcock type of personality from someone who's carved out such an individual path, I guess, but he doesn't seem to have that at all. I think it's so interesting that he is known for a thing that prior to him was a prerequisite for a genre. Like a thriller without a twist is not a movie. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, oh my God, Rennie Harlan is known for action. It's like, yes, those are action movies. You need to have action in them. Right. Like you, it's just called you, that. It's that's called what it that. is. It's yeah. so interesting to me that he saw, he did one movie that had a great twist. He did something really, really well. And then it's like, he's known as that guy, right. which I guess that's like an athlete. Like Michael Jordan is known for like the dunks or Sean Kemp really is more of a dunk guy. But you know what I mean? Like that's athlete style. But that doesn't really happen with movies. Yeah, yeah, it is um it is bizarre that it has been attributed to him despite not all of his movies having it really. Some no. of them sort of being like you people are like retroactively forcing twists into things. And then also <laughs> I think it's becoming maybe he's worried about like the village. I don't know if you guys saw the village. That's one of the one of the three that I've seen, yes. It was all of his movies with the, aside from the one the two that I think are almost unwatchable which are The Happening and Lady in the Water. The Happening uh, is so funny. It, I could do a whole, I would love to do a whole podcast where I, that's all we, it's, Lady in the Water is bad, bad, which is a movie you don't even want to watch again. The Happening is almost The Room. It's it almost so, feels it's like you're the watching The fun, Room. Yes. Wow. It's so fun. Wow. And I saw The Happening in theater, a friend of mine worked at a movie theater in, in Missouri and said they got the Hulk early, the Edward Norton Hulk. And so they're like, come watch the Hulk. We'll watch it tonight at midnight when we're allowed to with just employees. And they'd got the happening instead. And we all watched that. And people were like booing the employee. There were like (laughs) nine of us. And people were mad at our, because it's, it's, it is, it is, it is ridiculous. But other than those two, I think every one of his movies I've seen, which I guess is more than you guys have seen, um, but you may have similar thoughts, have a pretty great 50 minutes in there. 
that's sometimes all you have to ask for. Like that's not easy to do. That that should get you going. You know, the, the village has a great like that. hour. I was impressed with the village in uh, for its time. I thought that like uh, not to be like the snob filmmaker guy, but I feel like the allegory for the Iraq war, which was going on at the time, was very, very prescient and not I don't remember there ever being like any articles or like reviews that really touched on that. I remember like somebody I think Ebert talked about it a little bit in his or like there was people mentioned it, but like that was like a very good allegory for a lot of stuff. But a timely also uh, it is timely but also the uh, making your movie a giant allegory for the united states having an unjust middle eastern war is a timeless movie thing that movie will then last forever and hold up throughout because there's not gonna be a time where we're not just sitting there oppressing people so (laughs) you can always rewatch the it's a genre into it itself yeah i'm gonna say todd will you eat your mic a little bit more Muted? Get a little closer to it. Get oh, closer yeah? to your mic. Not yeah. muted. The, literally that, the that opposite of muted. Get a snowball. I'm up in this mic, dude. <laughs> Hot mic, one, two, microphone check. I, uh, but I, I thought that it was pretty great, and then it just seemed like, I don't know, maybe sometimes when you're watching so hard for a twist that no matter what happens, it's sort of like when you see an alien in a movie. It's never as good as when you built up the alien in your head. Yeah. Um, Which he did a good job of that in that alien movie with Mel Gibson. That's the only other thing I've seen. Yeah, that was I was very impressed. I was very impressed with that movie after not watching it for 15 years. I watched it for the first time like three months ago, uh, and I was really impressed. It's great. Yeah, I uh, movie. I could. I I love Signs. What and Sixth Sense, obviously. Unbreakable. I like. I actually haven't seen Split or Glass. I heard that that um, Glass is really good. Yeah, I want to watch the Unbreakable trilogy. I haven't seen. Those three. I there's didn't a, know there's that a bunch I haven't seen, but yeah. The last three you said after Sixth Sense, I didn't know were things except for Unbreakable. But when you said them in order like that, they sounded like drugs. Like, oh man, I got some Unbreakable, I got some Split, I got some Glass. Right. What do you want? <laughs> Hit me up. Well, like, the behavior of the people in them also indicates drug use. You uh, can also get some old if right. you want too. You haven't seen Unbreakable, Todd? <laughs> I haven't because I I am one of the few people who like I didn't love the Sixth Sense. I really thought that that was like. I'm not going to say beneath itself, but it just felt like here's the thing. And and I'm, and I assume this is the way old is as well. Maybe not your version of old, but a lot of his movies are just like a prolonged version of a twilight zone episode. And I love yeah. the twilight zone, but I feel like if you're draw the twi- one of the best parts about the twilight zone is like, those are really perfect, like small contained stories. And I feel like uh, 90 minutes is a long time to do a one trick pony. This, so one's just, two, this one's two hours, I will say. Oldest. An hour, it, but it flies by. This movie is based on how you feel it. leaving it. Yeah. Holy God, yeah. two hours it, of M. Night now that you Now that you say it, I mean, it definitely feels, yeah, it definitely feels like it could be a Twilight Zone episode. But yeah, I, I didn't feel like it was too long. That's good. I think also I prefer Tales from the Crypt over the Twilight Zone, so I like it a little more pulpy and schlocky. And he's, <laughs> he's like the opposite. He's like high-minded Twilight Zone. Uh, so I, I think that's pretty pulpy, pretty pulpy. Well, I don't pulpy. know. It's not, is there a Crypt Keeper? I mean, I don't know if it's pulpy <laughs> is a enough puppet for me. pop up during yeah, the opening credits? A puppet <laughs> popping up with a maniacal laugh, making puns about death. Okay, okay, it's not like that. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think that's I think that's the other reason too. Is I, as I struggle sometimes with like uh, a high-minded pulp uh, pulp fiction, for <clears> lack of a better term. Uh, Cause I just kind of like, I want, I want to like, if I'm going to have like candy, I want candy. I want sugary, sweet, like, you know, full pulp. I want to go full pulp. No, you want one biscotti. 
one one biscotti or what's the the uh uh ch- actually I like chessman cookies. I'm not gonna even eat, make fun of chessman cookies. They're fucking good. I like biscotti. Yeah, those are pretty good. Biscotti's good too. We should be out true. here. I like that is true. Give me yeah. a light snack. All right, let's yeah. hold it up All right, and then we'll keep talking about let's this. Let's get guy. let's get old. Let's, let's get, get old. Let's get down to oldness. We're old. Um okay, so here we go. I'll do the stage directions. You're both gonna be three characters. Um cool. it's gonna at some point not matter who it there's six it doesn't matter, you know, there's two kids, four adults. It doesn't really matter which adult is talking most of the time. I kind of just randomized who said what lines. Tight. So I have this thing about M. Night Shyamalan where his concepts are really great. His tone is often very great. Um, everyone just writes the plot. Or everyone says, every, it's like very like uh, exposition yeah. dialogue. Like it's, it's so hyper. Anyway, so... Um, uh, Rebecca, you'll play Christy. Okay. Um, Todd, you will play Eric. Cool. Rebecca, you will play Haley. Okay. And then Todd, you will play Claire. Cool. Rebecca, you will play Brandon. Okay. And Todd, you will play Fuller. Oh, I've always wanted to be Fuller. <laughs> this is awesome. Okay, so Christy, Haley... And Brandon. Yes. And Todd, you are uh, Eric, Claire, and Fuller. I'm excited to see if being Fuller for an episode of somebody else's script makes me better at the games afterwards. (laughs) It's very possible, (laughs) if not probable. Here we go. So I've never seen old. Old. From the mind that brought you the sixth sense, unbreakable, and according to ads for his new movies, nothing since then, except for signs, if you ask some people, including Kyle, who really likes signs. Uh, he gets that Mel Gibson is in it, and you don't have to say, but Mel Gibson is in it. He gets that. He's seen signs. He opened up his eyes and saw the signs. <laughs> Exterior, outside of a Starbucks, day. Watermarked in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen for the entirety of the movie is the words, from the director of The Sixth Sense. It just sits down there like a hashtag on American Idol or something. A woman, Christy, leaves Starbucks, coffee in hand. She gets a text notification on her phone. It's from teenage-aged daughter, her daughter. The text message reads, I have problems, please help all day. <laughs> Christy sighs, exhausted by parenting a teenager. She says aloud to nobody in that patented M. Night expositional dialogue. God, I'm so tired of parenting my teen. It feels like it'll never end. Sometimes I just wish time could speed up. Suddenly a man in his late 60s approaches. He's wearing a sleeveless BTS shirt, a fanny pack, and a (laughs) pair of custom Nike Air Force One low tops. The shoes that Google said Gen Z are most into. He gets uncomfortably close to Christy. Can I help you? He hands Christy a pamphlet and walks away. Christy takes a look at the pamphlet. On the front is a picturesque beach. She opens the pamphlet, and the photo of the beach continues with a giant font that reads, Awesome Beach for Families to Escape the Problems of Parenting, with a sub-headline that reads, Not a Phone in Sight, Just Vibes. <laughs> the Bob Seger song, Turn the Page, begins to play, but the P in page has been muted, so it just sounds like Turn the Age. There's some subtle stuff here. Fade to black. Fade in. Interior house day. We're in a house. There's a family in the house, a father, Eric, and the mother, Christy, and one daughter, Haley. The family is upper middle class, a house nice enough that they have the resources to go on a clearly expensive private beach visit, but not so nice that they would be an important family that people would go looking for if something happened. You know what I mean? Like, they have some art and shit, but it's not art you recognize. It's not crappy art. It's good. It's good art. 
Christy is holding the pamphlet while our family eats dinner. Eric and Haley are talking at the same time about their problems, which reveals some stuff about their characters in that subtle M. Night way. And oh, do I hate coffee. So many problems. That, oh, oh, do I hate the office. Coffee. Excuse me, I hate coffee. I hate coffee. <laughs> I, I didn't drink any coffee today. <laughs> Re- reset. Uh, let's take it from the top here. Don't even talk to me till I hate my office. <laughs> oh, man. We should get that McDonald's coffee guy for episode... <laughs> Uh, and oh, do I hate the office. So many problems at the office. I can't wait for retirement because going into the office is office. Boys at school are tough and being 14, which I am, is important. These are formative years I hope to never end. Mom, can you do a lot of stuff for me and not take these times for granted? Eric and Haley's voices start to fade and blend together into just noise. We see a shot from Christie's POV looking down at the pamphlet. Suddenly she interrupts the meal cacophony and yells. We need a vacation! Cut to interior, small airplane, day. Christy, Haley, and Eric are aboard a small airplane. Sitting across from him is another family three, the mother, Claire, the father, Brandon, and the son, Fuller. I'm glad we could all take this vacation. Haley and Fuller are both looking at their phones and don't even glance up. Claire, Brandon, and Eric are all focused on their ThinkPad laptops, the ones with the little red nub in the center instead of a trackpad. You know, the ones you do work on. Everyone is too busy... Doing work to enjoy their time together. Oh, well, we all have plenty of time together, so it should be no big deal. (laughs) Christy sighs. Some trademarked M. Night dialogue rolls in to let us know who these folks are and how, despite not being in the movie yet, they know our already established family. I'm glad we could all take this vacation. Brandon looks up from his ThinkPad. Oh, yeah. I mean... There's so much work to do, and we're all so busy with our lives, and we miss out on our children growing up and other important moments we take for granted. So it's nice to be here on vacation with our neighbors who are equally rich as us and have a kid the same age as our kid is. And we have pretty similar lives all around, but adding us makes it six people instead of three, which can add weight to everything. Everyone nods. A distant shot of the airplane (laughs) slides across the rear of the plane and reveals an island. The plane begins to duck down to land, but the camera remains in the sky, revealing to us that this island is shaped like a clock. (laughs) Holy crap, what a reveal. What a stupid fucking reveal. Exterior, beach, day. Both families pile out of the airplane onto the beach. It's one of those planes that can land on water. You probably already figured as much. They walk up to the beach with their luggage in hand. The pilot takes off. Where did that guy go? Did (laughs) they just take this family all the way to there? Do you know? Do they know about the island? Why did no one say this island is shaped like a clock as they flew in? Who cares? The plane is just a literal vehicle to move the plot forward. Everyone plops down on the island and starts relaxing. Fuller and Haley still on their phones. Eric finally shuts his computer. Eric. Hey, I can get used to this. It is very relaxing. Claire. I am happy to be here and spending time with my family while we are all this age. Everyone nods except the kids. Fuller. Does anyone know the Wi-Fi password to the island? A literal laugh track plays. (laughs) Brandon. Why don't you two kids go explore alone on this island? What's the worst that could happen? The two kids get up and just walk away on this fucking random island they just got to. Let's all take a four-hour nap and wake up when four hours and only four hours has passed. Everyone says it once. Deal. Deal. All four adults go to sleep, fade to black, fade in, exterior, beach, day. But how much later that day? A black screen. We hear screaming. It sounds like Haley, but older? POV of one of those eyes-opening camera shot. Running into frame is Haley and Fuller, but something something is off. It's hard to tell. Eric. Haley, honey, what's wrong? I am nine months pregnant now. 
Oh, Chris, no, what? Christy, them. Yeah. That can't be. We're all, we were on this island and just got here four hours ago. Haley. Look down two feet and see how pregnant I am. Everyone looks down from Haley's face to her stomach and notices she is very pregnant. I'm also eight years older. What? Look back up at my face and see how much older I am. <laughs> I don't know why I did this dumb bit in the middle of the thing. <laughs> Everyone looks up from Haley's pregnant stomach to her face and notices she is very much eight years older. Fuller. I am also eight years older. What? Everyone, see how I told you it wouldn't matter who was saying the lines eventually? Yeah. Everyone looks from Haley's older face to Fuller's face and notices he too is very much eight years older. Claire. Does that mean we, the adults, are also eight years older? All the adults squint at each other and Christy chimes in. Holy shit, it does. It's just a little bit harder to tell because we are already older. That makes sense, right? (laughs) Everyone nods. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Haley is now holding a baby. I just gave birth. Everyone cheers. I'm a grandmother. Wait, who is the father? Is it you, Fuller? Fuller. What the fuck? No. Eric. Well, I mean, who else could it be? Fuller. I don't know. We're on an island where we all age rapidly. There's fucked up shit happening here, so I don't think it's beyond the scope of what could happen that she just gets pregnant. Everyone nods. (laughs) Claire. So could someone sum up this island in one sentence? Something good for a trailer? Sure. Christy takes a breath and looks directly at the camera. Every half hour on this island is one year of our lives. The done noise from Lost plays. There's a beat. Wait, guys, I have a, I have a confession. I mm-hmm. did not know anything about this movie when this podcast started. I didn't want to say anything yesterday when you asked me about it uh, yeah. to do this. And I thought that until like two pages in this, I thought this was the movie where everybody gets small. But it's not. <laughs> that's, that's, downside, that's downside. Now I know what this movie is. I totally get what we're doing. So that's the sign can, of good writing. About the, the movie with Matt Damon? <laughs> yeah, I thought they were all miniature. But this is great. I totally, I know what's going on now. I think I know what's going on as much as the characters do. I'm like in the movie with them. I am, I am following along with them. This is fun. Okay, let's take it from Christy explaining the plot to the movie again. Every half hour on this island is one year of our lives. The done noise from Lost plays. There's a beat. How did you get that? What? The math. The half hour, one year of our life math. How did you land on that? Shit, I guess I just approximated. Oh, okay. Just wanted to check. There's another beat and Eric chimes in. Oh, fuck. I just realized something. Uh, If everyone ages eight years, our taxes are going to be all fucked up. Holy shit, you're right. Uh, I mean, I have to claim that baby is a dependent. Haley still isn't 23, or 25, so she can remain on our insurance. Fuck, I just sent them in, too. Ah, this is so fucked. Eric pulls out his laptop and boots up TurboTax. Jesus Christ, TurboTax, I'm aging eight years every half hour, like we've said over and over. Could you please load quicker? (laughs) If this messed up our taxes, it surely messed up other stuff, right? Everyone takes a moment to think. Fuller. In a few hours, I will be over 25, so we get royally fucked on that rental car rate. Haley. All of you will be dead in half of a day and us in a couple of days, leaving just my baby here on this island. There's a beat, and Brandon says, Damn, yeah, Avis is going to have to give us some cash back on that rental, Fuller. You're right. (laughs) My license is going to expire. Eric. How many seasons of The Crown have come out that I've missed? (laughs) Christy. I think they're only doing one more. You think or you know? I, I think. This island fucking sucks. Fuller. Shit. What? I left Spikeball on the airplane. Fade to black. Title, 16 hours later. Haley and Fuller are sitting on the beach with Kid, who is now 32. 
Haley and Fuller are both in their late 50s. I can't do the math anymore. Everyone else <laughs> is dead on the beach. Uh, I'll be kid. Can we bury them or something? I see dead people. <laughs> Shut up, kid. Kid points to one nice. body floating in the ocean. There's a there's a lady oh, yeah. in the water. I can't believe we all got stuck here, trapped like we're in an elevator, like in that one movie. We should have seen the signs coming. I wish we'd spent more time with our parents, but instead we split. Fuller sees a bottle on the beach and throws it against a tree and it doesn't shatter. Wow, that glass is unbreakable. Are we just naming M. Night Shyamalan movies at this point? Yeah. Yeah, that's, 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 that's happening. happening. The laugh track plays again. End. That is what's happening. That's, I, <laughs> that was better than the miniature movie for sure. Okay, Kyle. No offense to Matt Damon. <laughs> we could talk about downsizing another time. That's a whole, that's a whole thing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I didn't watch the trailer. So before I say anything, because I don't want to spoil things, mm -hmm. can you tell me what happens in the trailer so I can see what you got right based on the trailer? They're just and sort of on, they're on the island and her kid, the two young kids run up because they feel like they look older or something. Mm -hmm. And then the mom grabs one of the kids by the face and says like, every <clears throat> half hour on this island is one year of our life. Right. And then there's a pregnant Girl. Okay, so you knew about the pregnant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I was gonna say. That. I I was gonna say. How the fuck did you get that part? The pregnant I, part. Yeah. What, and the spike ball part was spike ball also in the M Night Shyamalan movie old the beach game spike ball. Wait. So um, is the movie? Does the movie unravel in real time? Then like they're yes. aging. Really? That's well, a cool concept. Not in, not in real time. I mean, the movie's two hours and it takes place over the course of 48 hours. So it's not in so, real time. But uh, 48 hours, that's 96 years. No, it, it takes, yeah. no, it, no, it's 24. Sorry, it's 24 hours. It's 24 okay. hours, um, pretty much exactly 24 hours from when they arrive to when the movie ends. So they age mm -hmm. 24 years or they age 48 years? Uh, basically. I guess I'm just like, how did she find that math? Does anybody it, get it, miniaturized? It, the, math, the math makes sense. So wait, right, so what but was that's your like saying talk? like dog years. You know what I mean? We're just no, uh, it, no, because yeah. it's like um, because because the, the island thing, looks the, like a clock. The, the thing that the thing that you definitely got right without spoiling beyond what this is in the script is that it's more obvious when kids get older than when adults get older because the difference between being six years old and being Fifteen 20. years old yeah. is significant versus being like being you know twenty five to thirty five. You change a lot less than you do from six to sixteen. Yeah. So is there, like, is there any like uh, Benjamin buttoning at any point? Like, does somebody do they hit a peak and then go backwards the other way? No. No. Oh, what if that was? What if no, that was the spoiler where no you just Benjamin bounce button. back and forth the entire time? <laughs> no, but I what, I, what I was saying, what I was saying was, is that they know how long they 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 be, when they notice that the kids are. Um, teenagers now after having just been like very young children they can tell like how old basically they look and then they know how many hours it's been they're like okay so it's been this amount of time right. and so they're like, like approximating based off the kid oh, yeah. yeah yeah which is which 
tracks. Like that's yeah. one of the things that definitely doesn't feel um, crazy. I want to. I want to say, and this is not to toot, toot my own horn, but I know, like earlier in this podcast, I mentioned that uh, sometimes I have problems with M Night Shyamalan movies because they're just like Twilight Zone episodes. This is an mm-hmm. actual Twilight Zone episode. Like it's not an island. Yeah. The guy goes to space, but that is a real life Twilight Zone episode that happens. Like that's kind of yeah, ridiculous. It, it, it is, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but that's crazy. I w- I don't remember. But is it two hours long? It's not. Thankfully, <laughs> no, but- it's not. The thing, like, there is a lot more to it, obviously, in this, where it's like there, there's more of an explanation of like what's happening and why, um, and why to that. I like the idea that they're on the island. They're like on the island, and then they watch that episode of the Twilight Zone, and then they realize they just spent a year of their life watching (laughs) one episode of the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I will say I really liked the movie. I thought it was really. You did love old. I really liked it. I liked old. I thought it was really fun. I, I, um. Before I talk about the movie, which I, because I really don't want to spoil it for people that are going to see because it's such, such a new thing. Um, yeah, this isn't like normally on the podcast no, where we're not worried about spoiling Fern Gully or I something. I genuinely don't want to spoil it because um, it is fun and like, yeah. I don't know. The, I mean, the ending, take it for what it is. But um, when you go to the theater, OC in theaters, um, before the movie starts, it's just like Eb Knight on the screen and he's like, hey guys, so great. <laughs> That you can't like. Thanks so much for coming. Like, I love telling what? stories. I love. I love. Like, there's nothing I love more than making movies so you could see in the theater. Thanks so much for coming. Means so much to me. Have a great Aww. time. It's like the cutest. That's it's really just, nice. Like, it's so cute. Also, I forgot that he, he likes to like. Is he aging his movies? <laughs> yeah, I mean, one might oh, say he's got we cameo. You got to. So he, it's quite a cameo. He's in the movie like a lot. <laughs> Wow. Like he's in it a lot more than I was expecting. Because when he showed up for a second, I was like, oh, it's his like his signature like cameo or whatever. Um, and then he like was kept being in it for a while. And I was like, wow, he's like a real character in this movie. I like that he hovers between like Hitchcock and uh, Tarantino yeah, in the cameo world where it's like yeah. he's yeah. in it like Hitchcock, but he doesn't say the N word. So he's like just yeah. right in between the two of them for their yeah. cameos. That's the perfect scale. That's the director cameo yeah. scale. <laughs> That's the director it's, cameo it's really, scale. Um, it's really, f- yeah, it's it's fun when he shows up. You're like, oh, all right. He's really having, see it. He's do you really think it's a have to see in theaters movie, or do you think it's a nice time just to see it? It was fun to see in theaters. Um, I don't know. It was just like a vibe yeah. of, uh, yeah. And not it's a like, phone in sight? Yeah, not, not a, no phones, just vibes. Um, yeah. It was it was fun, and um, I actually do – I. I've seen like various discourse on this, but I actually really loved the way it was shot. I really, really liked the camera work. I think it was, he spent a lot of time composing these shots. He storyboarded the whole film himself like meticulously. And I didn't know that going into it, but I was like, I really liked, I thought it was very effective the way that he used the camera. And um, it was like cool filmmaking. I liked that a lot. People were like giving him shit about the dialogue. And I was like, it's the tone of the movie. Like it's the vibe of the movie. Like I, I, I mean, He's always how? done a decent job of writing kids, if I can give, like, a yeah. compliment to something. Like, yeah, and the I kids, don't know if it, yeah. it can be an excuse for, like, a uh, simple diet, but it's, like, and then these are just, even when these kids are in the movie, and I haven't seen it, are 20, mm-hmm. they're still only eight. Do you know what I mean? Right, but it's weird because they do explain, like, their brains do ch- age, so, like, they're not, like, it's not, like, a... um an a eight baby year old, brain? An, no, it's not a baby brain. And they talk. Wait, they explain whoa, 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 why it's. They explain on. why it's not a baby brain. They explain why it's not a baby brain. It's really. It's really weird. 
I'm sorry. Yeah. That's not that's not going to fly for me because like no, your I mean, brain aging is not yeah. what makes you smarter. It's there's experience. Definitely, like that doesn't just because they're older wouldn't make them. Yes, that's so smarter. funny. We've lost Todd. No, that's but what got the me. Thi- that's, the I'm thing out. is, there's a number of things. There's a number a number of things that if you really like look at it really closely, you're like, this doesn't. Sorry, right, like this there's an island sense. where but people age you, rapidly. But if you just, but if you just like <laughs> accept what it is and just go along for the ride, like it is fun and it like it's people that were like giving him shit, like what you're talking about with exposition with the lines. Like, yeah, there's a ton of expositionary dialogue, but like, so fucking what? It's fun. Yeah. It, no, it works, I, I, it works I don't for the mind. tone. It works. For, it works for the movie. I you think know? that my it's favorite fun. just go with it moment in a movie is when they just explicitly in Looper take a moment to explain time travel and then yes. Bruce Willis goes, just don't think about it that much. Yeah. I'm here. Like, he's just like, he's like come yep. on. Yep. He's like, it's gonna, exactly. It'll hurt your head to think about it. Yep. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, he's right. Because yep. the movie's not about how time travel works. Totally. It True. just did. I don't watch yeah. Gone in 60 Seconds There's, and wonder yeah. how a starter works on a car. Do you know what I mean? Totally. I, and I just there, and accept there are, that the screwdriver starts the car. There are logical fallacies and, and things that don't add up completely in this. If you really want to like break down each element of it, there are things right. that make more sense than others. And they explain away a couple of things. But ultimately, um, it's a beach where they're getting old. Like how much sense is it supposed to make? You know right. what I mean? Like it makes as much sense as it could make. I, I have think. to appreciate you guys not um, stopping and making fun of me that my movie that I use as an example of we have to accept worlds is gone in 60 seconds or I'm like, look, sometimes movies aren't completely, even the movie that's the tightest, like gone in 60 seconds, but it's a pretty tight movie and it doesn't have a, you know, kind of a simple movie. All right. We had a weird era there in the early 2000s where we were really getting into cars, right? They were fast. Yeah. They were furious. We we're going, yeah. not they just like gone in cars, 60 seconds. Like, we're just doing car stuff. Italian we were getting jobs. into like uh, uh, body kit modded cars mm-hmm. and stuff like that, like adjusted, yeah, gone to the Grand body Turismo shop. Of, pro move, yeah, like advanced level. Right. There was a lot I, of. Uh, you know what's uh, funny? I, I yeah. for the brunt of my childhood, I was a subscriber to Motor Trend magazine. I couldn't tell you why. I have no idea why. Wow. I'm sure it was a school fair sell magazines, and I was like, oh, cars are cool. I'll get Motor yeah. Trend. Why would I ever have that? It's crazy. I'm not into Years cars, of Motor but if Trend I had to magazines. pick five magazines, Motor Trend would probably end up because there's not that many magazines. There's not that many. Ma- yeah, there's all. not that many. That's so I would so like true. get like Wired. Uh, that was in the back then. I don't if you think. can still get it, highlights. Oh, <laughs> um, Cigar aficionado like, probably is getting maybe in there. Maybe Motor Trend, right? You know, there's just not that SI many. Si for I have kids, any. and that's pretty much we're rounding yeah. it out. Yeah. I had a lot of SI for Kids posters hung on my wall. A lot of Mia Hams. I didn't you know, know I mean? there was an yeah. SI for Kids. Yeah. One time I got in the magazine, Sports Illustrated for Kids, because they did a map of all of the mu- sports museums in the country. And I sent them a letter because they left the Negro League Museum off, the museum in Kansas City. And I was like, you guys left the Negro League Museum off. And they put it in there. And they were like, here's the letter. And they were like, thank you. But then they sent me another letter like – we didn't purposefully like they're like very guilty feeling about it. I think they're like we're not racist. That, we're not racist. That magazine being or that that museum being that. It's not like I said like you left off the cricket museum. You know what I mean? I was, That's and so amazing. they sent me like a little bit longer letter about how they were like the the design of the map 
uh, we already had a museum in the area, so it would have overlapped, and it would have been hard for the graphic to go. I'm like, oh, someone's just like the, you know, I didn't realize at the time, but like rehashing that and looking at it as an adult in like my parents' cedar chest, you're like, oh, this is just like a someone felt guilty. That's so funny. And sent That's a big amazing. long ex, but they put my letter in the magazine. It's pretty tight. That's really my, cool. One of my earliest really comedy tight. credits. Hell yeah. <laughs> you may have seen yeah. this next guy in Sports Illustrated for Kids in June 1997, where he makes all of them feel racist. Yeah. For being racist. But I just liked it because it was down the street. You're right. From where I grew yeah. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's old. I do want to see it. You should see I it. I missed fun. a lot of his movies. I missed I can't the decide elevator if I want to see that one or if I should see the uh, tiny people on Matt Damon. Maybe I'll do it back well, to back. That, that, I mean, that one is from like four years ago, so you could see that one anytime. Really? Yeah, downsizing is from like twenty. I feel like that was like right at the start of the pandemic. Downsizing is twenty eighteen, early twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm now looking at. I went to look up all these Emily Shyamalan uh, movies and see what I had and hadn't seen and. There's play. There's this whole section called plagiarism accusations. Where a screenwriter <laughs> is uh, uh, suing M. Night Shyamalan, alleging similarities between Signs and this screenwriter's unpublished script, Lord of the Barons, The Jersey Devil. First off, hell yeah, uh, yes. worst title. Classic, classic script. <laughs> if it Everybody comes down to a, if it comes down to a plagiarism accusation, the tiebreaker should go to title that doesn't freak me out. Yeah, and so I'm gonna go with Signs, and also unpublished. How would M. Night Shyamalan have seen that? I know there's like scripts circulate. Yeah, that's okay. pretty weird. That's really weird. Uh, yeah. Uh, people saying that the village has numerous, I don't know. When you're just doing such, it's not that he does vague. It's about aliens. This one's about an old village. This one's about an island. And I they all got very, weird twists. I'm, I'm very scared to see the visit. I'm What's scared the visit? of that. That's the one where it's like. The grandparents, the scary grandparents that are like, it's oh, like, I remember um, that trailer. Yeah, they that freaked out in that trailer. I remember that. Yeah, kind of like, like, like Hansel and Gretel thing or something. Hansel right? and Gretel vibes. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm scared of that. Hansel yeah. and Gretel's a fairy tale where they cook the kids in the oven, right? Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. is or that something we to. tell kids? What is that about? And they used That's to just be weird. all warnings yeah. to kids. It was like, listen, or you get yeah. eaten by don't, bears. Don't yeah. go into a strange house. Don't go into yes, yes. We could have just said it like that, I guess. Yeah, I, but I have heard that that movie's pretty good. I just I'm scared. I don't want to see. Good <laughs> like title. even even just like going to see because I don't really watch horror that much. And even going to see this in theaters, like pretty much all the trailers were scary movies. And I was just mm-hmm. like, please not, please just next <laughs> go to the next go to the next one. There's like so even, many like like there's a person behind there's someone behind you. There's like the, the yeah. new um the Candyman trailer. I was like, no, thank you. Oh, that you. Candyman has actually gave me nightmares That's, when I was a kid. The trailer is scary. It. The trailer yeah, is, it is scary. I saw That's it when funny. I was too young. I, I saw bit, it like, when uh, it came out. I have a bit with my friend Alex where for like the last however many years since the Suicide Squad movie came out, whenever we see a movie together and a trailer starts, one of us says the other one, ooh, is this Suicide Squad? Because it's just like <laughs> so dumb. And then we, yeah. I did that to the start of a trailer when we saw Mortal Kombat earlier this year, and it was Suicide Squad. They made a yeah. new one. <laughs> yeah, they made a new Suicide one. Squad. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. This one looks kind of fun, though. 
that's just crazy. Okay. So they made another suicide. Like I the, can't believe that there's going to be more than one movie about Suicide Squads. That's crazy. Todd, you're thinking of the movie Suicide Squad. I'm talking about the movie The Suicide Squad. So I could see uh, where you'd be getting confused. Mine is the uh, one where the plagiarism get, accusations at they you. They get smaller but, uh, and uh, downsized. They get downsized. Oh, in my right. one. This right. one. The trailer for this Suicide Squad movie has James Gunn, who makes all the superhero movies that have a ton of people in them. And yeah. then it's just there's a shark and there's John Cena. And it yeah, kind of looks like they're making talking shark. There's a big talking shark. I'll see it. I think it comes out. I in think like the two shark days. is voiced by Sil- Sylvester Stallone. Am I crazy? Great. I don't know. Am there's a tree voiced by Vin Diesel. So it feels like we've gone in that sort of. I mean, that's almost less crazy. Yeah. Imagine am he does I, that at home. Like imagine uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone's doing that at home and he's on the Zoom with uh, James Gunn and James Gunn's like, what's your input? And so Sylvester Stallone's like not close enough to his Yeti snowball to be the digital shark in the movie. You're going to want to add some I'll filters. Suicide Squad. Some ND filters or some uh, some high band pass filters on that. Flula is in for it. For sure. Oh my God. Never Stallone, seen alumni. Is the, Flula Stallone is the is, shark. Uh, yeah. I think it'll be fun. It looks wow. fun. There's so many movies though, and now I'm. That's dope. Oh, I you get, know what's uh, actually you know it's actually really funny on Wikipedia. Um, Sylvester Stallone's shark character was developed. The portrayal was developed by Steve Agee. Really? Also, who's, a never seen in, it alumni. Who's in Suicide Squad? Yeah. So Suicide Squad has wow. multiple never seen it yeah. alumni. Flew LeBorg plays a superhero. Mm-hmm. Steve Agee is yeah. Steve, and and Steve Agee is also in another J- the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think briefly mm-hmm. with James that James Gunn did. That's fun. Yeah. That's Look really at that. Fun. So I haven't seen the movies, but I have talked to the people who were in them. I hope Lula <laughs> dies in the movie. That seems fun. <laughs> Only I, I don't want him to die as a human, but it, <laughs> Suicide Squad seems like a movie that you die in a funny way. Yeah. Like you get eaten well, by the don't shark. Don't you have something. to die? It's a, it's a suicide pact. You have to die. I've never <laughs> right, seen any of the Suicide movies. I don't know how any of them Neither work, there. but I feel like the that's first the whole thing we're all going to die. The first Suicide Squad movie is uh, one of the hardest to watch movies I've ever watched in my life. It is <laughs> the first one. The first one is potentially the worst movie I've ever seen all the way through. <laughs> It, is it Jared Leto in punishing. the second one too? Jared Leto is not in the second one. Oh yeah, um, right. He's in the it, first is, one. Will Smith is. He's in the, first the Joker. One. <laughs> you know. This. I thought he had his own Joker movie. No, that was Joaquin Phoenix. No, I saw that. That was I liked that movie. Everybody hated that <laughs> Todd, movie, and I wanted to hate Todd, it. And I thought it, but I actually liked it. I really liked Joker. Yeah. I thought it was like actually really funny and really fun. I wanted to oh, hate okay. it so much. I've never wanted to hate a movie more it. going into it. It was kind of impressive. It really uh, it got me. <laughs> All right. I bet it's good. Yeah. It's like, so fine. funny when he like he you know, scared the little the short guy after he killed that one guy. That's like fucking like that's like 1920s comedy. That was the funniest thing I've ever classic. seen in my life. I think. <laughs> that's so funny to kill All a guy right, and know another guy's afraid of you and to tell him to leave and then jump out at him. That's really funny. That's good comedy. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see Joker. Um, um, I heard. I just remember. I remember when Joker was announced. Um, Jared Leto was very upset that he wasn't playing Joker, but it's like a totally different Cause he vibe and thing. And because he was the Suicide Squad Joker, but that was like Hot yeah. Topic Joker. And this is like Joaquin Phoenix is like, you know, high waisted Reddit pant, Joker. pants Joker. Yeah. So it's like I, it wouldn't make sense for Jared Leto to be that Joker. But I don't know why he's not in. I, I, I mean, don't know what happens true. to him in the first Suicide Squad, and he's not in yeah, the second one. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he just got tired of mailing rat carcasses to his yeah. co-stars. And like, I have a fun hot condoms. Yeah. I have said. a fun Jared Leto story that I feel like I've never told publicly, uh, and it's not that juicy. So I feel like that that this is a good public place to tell it. Okay. But he was. This meeting a- is now being recorded. <laughs> 
that was at Sundance the year that he was there with a movie about the guy who killed John Lennon. Uh, mm. And he like played that guy. And that That's guy Suicide was like, squad. this guy was a different, this was a murder, murder side squad. Uh, he <laughs> played Suicide Mark Chapman. Mark David Chapman squad. And yeah, that, that guy was like, I guess kind of like a fat guy or whatever. So like Jared little, like put on a ton of weight for it. Um, and I was friends with one of the guys who's a producer on this movie. And so he invited me to like an after party and to make a long story short, I ended up at a table, like doing like drinks and appetizers, like with Jared Leto. And we started talking and I brought up something about the movie, which I had not seen at the time, but I knew enough about it that I could at least like have like a fake conversation. And I didn't have anything else to talk to him about because I just really don't, I don't really know much about Jared Leto. He was like Jordan Catalano to me and that's like it, but I don't really care about that. So anyways, I brought up some stuff about this movie and he answered in character as the guy who killed John Lennon at a film festival after the movie had come out and premiered. It was just like, so what presumably are you doing? like two, like presumably like two years after he even shot the movie. Absolutely. With a, he just actually, wow. it was, right back it was, into it. It was, wow. it was more. more than two years because that movie got like shelved for a little while for some reason. Oh, so yeah. it, it was honestly That's... like two and a half, maybe three years. He wasn't fat anymore. Dude. He wasn't like wearing uh, Mark <laughs> David Chapman stuff. He didn't have a gun. It was so bizarre. That's he did really not have a, a gun. I Thank you a for first, And then I was like, wow, I don't know how to continue this conversation. What, what if you ask him a question about that character and he's like, give me a minute. And he wild. eats as much as he possibly can to try and look like that guy again real quickly <laughs> to answer that. you. Well, he's playing. He's playing like an old, overweight person again in a movie. Like in old now, not in old. Ooh. He's playing like someone much older than him, or at least much older than he looks, and like a really heavy set person. Um, and I forget what, but like there was again like discourse about like, well, why don't you cast? Actual, oh, isn't it in House in of Gucci? Role. Isn't it in House of oh, Gucci? Oh, it's in House of Gucci. Yes, that's what it is. I, um, yes. I forgot who he's playing too, but I saw um, that and I was like, this, sometimes I'm just like, okay. there's just plenty of people who could play these roles right? Like, rather than having like the method part being body change. Dude, guy, which is guy, already, guy Pierce whether, whether in uh, like, Prometheus yeah. is like the greatest version of that. That's like, a, not just that he, could they have gotten a regular old guy to play that? Like, there's no reason for him to, like, you never see him younger. There's no reason there's for that a, to be Guy Pierce at all. There's a similar so thing weird. happening in, there's a similar thing happening in Dune, too. And somebody was, uh, somebody, I think it was Guy Branham tweeted about it and was like, basically like, why did they just cast me? And because it's like a, a gay character, a gay fat character, and like they cast a straight um like skinny person or whatever. And then people were commenting like, have you read Dune? Um, that character is like a horrible pedophile. Like maybe don't, this isn't maybe the, this isn't maybe the thing to like, <laughs> you don't this isn't, play maybe, that. Don't this that isn't maybe the representation you're looking for. Like it's like an, e- like an evil pedophile. <laughs> like maybe just let it's this so one go. <laughs> it's just like, people were like, well, that's not the point. The point is they're stealing roles. And it's like, sure. But also this, uh, this person in particular is scary. So. Yeah. I mean, That's you great. didn't see anyone, any like elderly actors, like super upset at Christian Bale for Vice or something right, like, it's like that. It's like, it's no, yeah. like, they're like, I'm actually old and yeah. I would like to play right. Vice. It's um, <laughs> good. Um, yeah, I just the thing with Jared Leto with um, with Gucci or whatever. It's like I, I just after Suicide Squad, like, isn't he famously like really difficult to work with? Like, he has sexual assault allegations against him. Isn't he kind of an asshole? Like, all this stuff. It's like, but he still keeps getting roles. Is he that good of an actor? Like, I'm not sure about that. He won an Academy Award, but did he deserve it? I don't know. I don't think we've. Not I don't sure. think 
they've ever canceled aside from louis who kind of canceled himself with his like uh, apology or whatever like i feel like we haven't ever really canceled anybody who's actually successful and still making money which is kind of interesting to think about like, it was Kevin Spacey, but that was, I, yeah. like, a thing where, like, everybody right. had it out for him because he'd been doing it for so long. That was more for those dumb and, YouTube yeah, videos. Yeah, he keeps making those YouTube videos and oh, characters. very true. <laughs> very, very you're gonna, so, so who's laughing now, I guess? Yeah, Me at the, the YouTube laugh. videos Absolutely. while I send him money on Venmo. Uh, <laughs> All right. Let's get a game in here and let's get out of here. I don't actually Venmo Kevin Spacey. I just want to get that out there. <laughs> Um, real quick, what do we want to do? Perfect movie or before and afters? It's up to you guys. I don't care. Get ready to play <laughs> before and afters. All right, we're going to do before and afters. I'm we have ready, to play a game to justify me having the soundboard on this entire time. Here we go. Before and afters, two movies smashed together into one. I'll tell you the smashed together plot. You tell me the smashed together title. Here goes movie one. Get I'm hitting ready it again. To play. Before and afters. All right, number one, an anonymous internet romance is started between business rivals, one a boutique bookseller and the other the head of the Gambino crime family. I am doing a great disgrace to the name Fuller. I have no idea what this is. <laughs> <laughs> it is so I got what, is this, what is this Fuller? What is this an Fuller anonymous, bit? Fuller so, is tremendous at before and afters. Like, Unbelievable. One oh, of the great okay. I mean, everybody everybody on that Discord is like A plus pro level at before and afters, but I believe Fuller might be number one. There's a British guy oh, who also okay. is incredible. I can't think of his name right now. Okay, so we have an uh, independent bookstore owner. And in, an anonymous internet romance is started between business rivals, one a boutique bookseller and the other the head of the Gambino crime family. Boutique bookseller, is that like is that like a um like a, a Hugh Grant ninth movie gate? kind of thing. Is that the Ninth Gate? Are we doing a, a Frank Langella is the devil Ninth Gate thing? He's an antique bookseller. It is not that. the Ninth Gate. Boutique <laughs> bookseller sounds book like, like a quaint like rom-com, kind of British rom-com kind of thing. Uh, no, that's like in, uh, in Patriot Games. That's where the the uh, the CIA sets up like their little uh, sting operation on the, on the I IRA. Think it's, I think it's obvious neither of us know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> you guys are seeing we Patriot are looking Games? For we are looking for you've gaudy male. Okay, I wrong. Oh, that's, so, that's so I was good. gonna say gaudy, but then you said the what crime family? Gambino. Gambino yeah, he's not Gambino. Gambino. I thought it was the gaudy crime oh. family. No, I didn't think I he was a Gambino crime sh- family. I don't know shit about it. That's like Sammy the Bull. Oh, is it not? No, you know Gotti what? Gaudy is in the Gambino. Yeah. He crime is. Family. He is. Yeah. You, you know what's funny? I'm going Donnie you've Brasco Gotti. era. He it goes up to Gaudy. <laughs> okay, it's you, Gaudy male. We got Gaudy. We got Gotti big time there. We, we, we got Gotti. Get Gotti. Next one. Wait, two so friends you got mail? He's a with. bookseller. Yeah, that's like she's a bookseller. It's like a, they're bo- both booksellers. Bo- she's like an indie bookseller, the and he's like a Barnes that, and Noble. The fact that you hear boutique bookseller, your mind doesn't immediately go to like a quaint rom com energy is so crazy to me. Like that's like the ultimate. You're sort gonna want to like, watch. What's a, what's a quirky job that someone could have in like a low right. stakes environment? That's like half of rom coms. You're gonna like, watch Patriot Games. That's gonna that's gonna shift <laughs> okay. your focus on bookselling 100. <laughs> okay, I it's a minor, minor subplot for one scene. <laughs> 
Are you talking about the ninth Patriot Games? I will. That's my next before and after. The next time I do them, I'm going to put those together. It's going to be impossible. <laughs> it hurt my awesome. arm to say. That's how weird it felt. It hurt your arm to say. It hurt my arm. I had like a miniature physical <laughs> reaction to it. Number two, two friends get broken up with and then go to the mall to sabotage their ex's chance at becoming rats who are chefs. Mall ratatouille. That Hell one's yeah. so stupid. That is so good. Mall ratatouille. <laughs> is there any easy way to say the plot to ratatouille without completely giving it away? <laughs> if I was like, there's a rat who's a chef who finds a little alien that lives in his house and it's it's ratatouille tea. It's just really. Yeah, it's good. It's a it's fun a hard one to add on to, to stuff too, man. It's a good word. Ratatouille's great. Yeah. All right, last one. A robotic boy not fully accepted by humans or machines sets out on a journey to help solve whether or not a public service robot killed its creator. Is it AI and Wally? What is this? You're close. Is AI the first one? Um, AI robot. Oh, oh yeah. good work. Very good work. I like that one. Get ready like to that have one. played. To That's play. nice. It's two robotic movies. Yeah. Folks. No one's That's done row ro buddies, like a robot buddy comedy. How's that not been a thing yet? Oh, I'd watch that. I might have just invented a genre. Do we want to do we want to bleep this out of the pot? <laughs> yeah, we might need to <laughs> trademark that, otherwise and my shaman's gonna steal it. We'll just sue him for it later. <laughs> the thing is gonna be it's a buddy cop movie, they were robots the whole time. <laughs> Good idea. They're noticing they're not growing old. Actually, that's kind of uh, Blade Runner. Whoa. Or Blade Runner 2. That's <laughs> yeah. basically Blade Runner 2. Yeah. Yeah. Also, another mashup, Blade Runner 2040 The Nine. Okay. Um, Ooh. The Ninth Gate. Everybody. The Ninth 2049 Blade Gate. Runner 2040 The Ninth Gate. That would be or a good movie a, to combo. A those. robot has to return a book to Johnny Depp. Ninth Gate's kind of a great movie. I feel like I like that yeah. movie. Po yeah. Rowan Polanski's like lesser work is kind of his best work. He Careful. did that one with you and <laughs> yeah, McGregor right. with. Uh... Let's rank the stuff we like about Roman Polanski from one <laughs> to ten. You know what? Yes. Since it's Roman Polanski, we'll do yeah. it from ten to twelve. Yeah. Okay. Let's rank the things we like about Roman Polanski on a scale of Very ten to twelve. <laughs> No, it's a good call. Oh, we were so close. You know, he's to being he's still done. Kick, he's still kicking, not canceled, still making movies. Go That's off, true. King. Yeah, that is oh. true. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean go well, off. Well, to be King, fair, they did just turn eight. <laughs> to be fair, they did just turn eighteen. So, um, fair. Okay, we were so close to being at wow. the end, and then we're like, let's just get a couple minutes. Around. This is the last episode <laughs> ever of the podcast. We're all we should, but there is like this thing. Get this thing happens where it's just like once every five months, another actor's like, I actually like Roman Polanski. And you're like, why do you even say anything? <laughs> where does it come up? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You keep hearing about it. That's it, everybody. Uh, for the show, thank you so much for listening. That's been Never Seen It. Find us online at Never Seen It Show on Discord at fart.kylayers.com, patreon.com slash Never Seen It. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you again to Todd Sklar and Rebecca Steinberg for guesting up here for us today. Hope you enjoyed the script. A podcast network. Hey folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. I figured this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there, May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, 
May 23rd in Seattle and May 25th in Oakland doing my show hard to say uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in Colorado last month and people came out from the shows and that was it's the best seeing people out at shows who who like the podcast is just the best and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy and I'm very proud of the show um like I said the got those dates coming up kyleairs.com slash shows please grab tickets now grab them while you're listening to this send it to a friend tell them to come out Seattle Portland Eureka Oakland uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit, and so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleairs.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. <laughs> 